Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Pridecast with Jonathan Bennett and James Vaughn on iHeartRadio. Hey, it's Jonathan Bennett, and this is iHeartRadio's Pridecast, your weekly dose of love, laughter, and hopefully a little bit of inspiration, and a reminder to be proud of who you are. I am so proud to be gay, but it took me a while to get here, so that's why I decided to host this podcast. To remind us all that being LGBTQIA plus is something to be proud of all day, every day, right now. And since it's take your husband to work day, well, that turned into take your husband to work week, which then was just, hey, babe, will you host this podcast with me? <laughs> Joining me each week on Pridecast is my husband, James Vaughn. Hi, baby. Hi, baby. Hey. Look, we're doing a podcast together. <laughs> I know. This will either be amazing or this will be the end of us. About to I don't out. know. One of the two things are going to happen, so we'll see we'll See how this goes. We just got married, so it better be good for us. It's going to be great. They're like, what's the honeymoon phase like? I'm like, it's Pridecast. <laughs> Our honeymoon phase is Pridecast. Hey, after spending the last 10 years interviewing celebrities on red carpets and on my TV shows... I decided it was time to take on my hardest task yet, baby, and that is keeping you on topic and limiting your iced coffee consumption during Pridecast. I love iced coffee, you guys, and I talk really fast and I talk a lot. So, I mean, I guess it's good that we're doing a podcast, but just if you need to go back and play it in like half speed so you can understand what I'm saying, no one's going to blame you. That's why I got my hand on your iced coffee back here, blocking you from getting any more. But seriously... We are doing this because there's not enough celebration of our community. I think that there's not enough celebration of the work that's being done. I know in our lifetimes, we've seen a lot change. We've seen a lot of progress, and that is so beautiful. But we wanted to create a space that we could celebrate that. And that's what Pridecast is all about. It's about celebrating and building up our amazing queer community. Yes, we are talking to you. Hey. Yeah, and along the way, you're going to get insight as to what's going on in our lives, but you're also going to get insight into our guest lives and also what's going on in our community. But most importantly, 
you're going to learn about the amazing things our beautiful LGBTQIA plus community are doing. And let me tell you right now, they're really big. Y'all doing it. I know for me, the journey of getting to a place of pride was a long one. I mean, I got into the entertainment industry during a time when I wasn't encouraged to be proud of who I was. It was actually the opposite. Like, when I started acting 15,000 years ago, BC, it was, it was actually, it was, <laughs> it was 22 AD when I started my first audition in New York City. And being a, being a person in the entertainment industry and being a gay man, needless to say, there was no pride parade for you when, when I started in the industry. And to, and to be where I am now, hosting a, a podcast about pride with my husband who I just married, who is a dude, obviously he's a husband, so he's a dude, but like <laughs> to be married to him and to be living our life so boldly and proudly is such, 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 such an amazing feeling. And it's it's been a journey. So we're going to talk about that journey, my journey, we're going to talk about our guest journey, and maybe hopefully along the way we'll be able to inspire people that they'll be able to listen to this podcast and say, wow. I identify with that or oh hey me too because the journey to pride is different for each person and that's what we're going to celebrate here on this podcast and speaking of people we are proud of proud to have on this show with us let's introduce our producer yes. raymond what's up buddy i know ray is here hey hey guys how are you doing <laughs> okay so here's what happened they're like hey let's do a podcast and i'm like okay great and the, the, the real story is i'm like we're gonna talk a lot i ramble i'm really hyper james can barely keep track of me what james is going to be fact checking me but who's going to be, be keeping us on track and they said don't worry we have a gen z leaning producer raymond he's going to be there to help help you guys along the way and you're going to tell us what the kids are thinking yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm here to be like your Gelman. You know what I mean? I'm going to flash your cue cards, keep you on task. Yes. Make sure you don't go too off the rails. Now, for the kids out there, Gelman is yes. the producer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. People listening to this don't know who Gelman are. <laughs> Gelman is the producer from what was Regis and Kathy Lee yeah. that turned into Regis and Kelly that turned into Kelly and Ryan. Kelly and Michael. Kelly, Kelly and Michael and, and then Kelly and Ryan. Gelman's the person like off camera that kind of they need to check in with when they're saying the he's wrong the thing. He's the one that's really in charge. Right. He's the one that's really in charge. <laughs> and the best part is because Raymond is, uh, let's let's just say, <clears throat> 10 years younger than us, the <laughs> views that we have are completely different than the views that, you know, people that are 10 years younger than us and people 10 years younger than that or 10 years older, everyone's had a different journey to pride. And that pride has been, is that journey is really different in between the different generations. Totally. Right. And I, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely different. And it's also just like a different experience too. Cause like you said, not only are you guys older, but I'm like, a, I'm half Mexican, half Chinese. And so I have a different perspective and coming from like those lanes as a gay man. And, mm -hmm. but then, you know, there's so many different voices. So we're just trying to be like inclusive and I'm trying to like give you guys just a third set of eyes. It's I so important it. that we have those voices because like, everybody's experience is so different and you can't just say, oh, your experience looks like this. You need someone to be able to say, hey, this is what the experience is because that's how you learn from right. it. Right. Like speaking of an experience that is, here's one example that I love talking about, the word queer right there. For us, my experience growing up is that the word queer is the worst word you could call someone. Like I was called queer before I was punched in the face and shoved me into a locker on the third floor and call me queer. 
And that was, or it was a you effing queer. So like the word queer is always associated with me and James. And we've talked about this. Yes. Smear like, the queer happened. Smear the queer. We'd be in it the was, middle of it, recess and yeah. they would be throwing the football and toss it to me and they're smear the queer. And I'm like, dang, like it's, it's so much trauma with that yeah. word. But then us. when you have someone like Raymond, Raymond, you've all said multiple times during our conversations, the word queer. And that's what you use as like you're an identification, an identification. Totally. And we're learning to love it. We are, we are learning to love it because that's the thing about our community, LGBTQIA+++. I always say like the more letters we get, the stronger we get. We are a squad. We are a team. We are a mafia. Watch out. So you got to learn to, I guess, kind of for us, we just we saw people loving the word queer and we realized that it was people taking ownership and getting that word back. And that's when we started to actually change our relationship with the word and realize, oh, it's it's not the thing that caused us all this trauma and pain and the word we were hearing as we were getting beat up. But it instead is coming from a place of power now. And it's a, a this is us. This is all part of our team and our squad. So. And Raymond, you use that word. Is that a word you use to identify? Yeah, I would say that like people ask and they're like, well, how do you identify? And I would say queer. And then to me, it means to me, it means one thing. And to some people, it means something completely different. Mm -hmm. But I think that like there's power in that word Um, because, you know, I grew up with I mean, I'm obviously younger, but it was definitely a word that my dad and his generation used derogatory like in a derogative way. But now for me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, there's empowerment behind it. Oh, and I love that because literally you, Raymond, you and people like you that are using that word as an empowering word has then changed us and made us start to use it as an empowering word word and feeling empowered when we use it. Now, I love to say that I'm a member of the queer community and I love when people ask me. I say that I'm queer and and it's because of you, Raymond, it's because of your generation and because of the work that you guys are doing, you are able to empower us. And it is so, so wonderful. So I I can't wait for this podcast. I I think we're going to talk about so many amazing things and so many great topics that are just going to really connect with people. And we're going to celebrate the community because there are enough podcasts out there of people throwing tea, throwing shade ripping the each other down in the community and that's not what we're going to be doing at pridecast build you up. there is enough hate out in the world we are only going to build you up here and we're only going to talk about how great it is to be gay so hey thanks to all y'all younger kids that made us proud of the word queer yeah appreciate you presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And speaking of being proud, guys, like, why don't you tell me more? I mean, Jonathan, you kind of touched on it a little bit that like when you first entered the business, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a celebration to be gay. So like, tell us a little bit more about that journey to how you got to where you are now, literally so proud and like literally the host of Pridecast. (laughs) I am the host of Pridecast on iHeartRadio. That sounds, that sounds and feels good to say. Um, Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. Growing up. You know, in Ohio, I I didn't have many pride parades in general, but what happened was when I moved to New York City, I was 19 years old and I was finally out in New York and I went to, we used to go to this place called Tiger Heat, which was like 18 and over and you could go and they would play all the pop music of the time, which was 2000. So it was like Britney in sync when all of them were on the top of their game, you'd go there and you'd dance and it was so good to be gay. It felt so good. Like, oh my gosh, I can be myself. And I remember just feeling the sense of awe being at this at this club. And I booked all my children the soap opera where I was playing Kelly Ripa's brother. And I was at the at, at Tiger Heat on Thursday night and I was dancing. And the next day, the head of ABC, which is, uh, it was, I think it's All My Children Publicity. The head of All My Children Publicity, I think his name was Mike, he called me into his office and I thought, I thought I was going in. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on, on Regis and Kelly like this. I I have my big moment. I'm happy. Like, Ooh, did I get the cover of people? I'm the new hot guy on all my children. I'm the new like young, like thing on the show. They got me some big publicity. He calls me in. I'm like, I'm ready for my close up. What are we doing? And he goes, were you at tiger heat? I said, yeah. It's so much fun. Have you been? Oh my God, they play Britney Spears. They play in sync. It's so much fun. He's like, you know, you can't go there, right? And I was like, why? He goes, well, you you can't be gay. You're the you're the young hot guy of the show now. Like, you you can't do that. And in that moment, your whole world is rocked, right? Your whole world comes crashing down on you because what has happened is. Since the time I was two years old, I've dreamed about being an actor. There's never been another job I wanted in my whole life. And then I moved to New York and I make it, you know, like the, you're you're, literally your dreams come true. And when I'm, and when your dreams come true and it's the only thing you've ever wanted, you will do anything to make sure that dream is sustained and that dream and that you keep having your living your dream. Right. So when they tell you that you can't be gay, your whole world crashes down because you realize, oh, 
I will sac- sacrifice anything to keep this dream alive. Like I, I need this dream. So what do you do? You go into the closet and this, this, I, I was out one minute and in the closet the next. And they even gave me a fake girlfriend and I had to go to like premieres with a fake girlfriend and lie to everyone. And it was just the most awful feeling in the world. And that carried throughout the first probably 10 years of my career because it was a different time back then. It, it was, it, we didn't have, we had, Will and Grace was just starting. Glee didn't exist. I always say BG before Glee, before Glee and before it was cool to be gay, like it wasn't cool to be gay. And if there were characters on TV, you only saw them as caricatures, not actual people with feelings and heart. And so you go in the closet and my whole first 10 years of my career, you just live in this like state of misery where it's like if everyone, if anyone finds out about you, you're going to lose it all. Everything you've worked for, all the dreams, you do Mean Girls, you're playing Lindsay Lohan's love interest, like everything that you know is going to be thrown away because they're going to find out that you're gay. And if they find out you're gay, the girls won't want to go see your movies. And when the girls won't want to go see your movies, you won't have any box office pull. And when you don't have any box office pull, you fail. Like that's literally what is told to you by every single person in the industry. There wasn't ever a single person, and I mean this, unless I, I can barely, I can't remember one. If there is one out there and you're listening, feel free to text me and say, hey, I didn't say that, but I don't remember a single person that ever said, no, just live your truth. Go be gay. Like, it's fine. Not a single person because it was a different time, and I don't fault any of these people. I don't fault any of the people that you work with, any of the people that are around you because what they're saying was true in a way because it's all the industry knew. Right. So I'm not mad at it. I'm not a, you know, like there's no vengeance like it's no, that's they were doing what they thought they needed to do pr- to protect me, to keep me working. So it's a very mixed bag of feelings with this whole thing. So, you know, fast forward, all of a sudden G- Glee happens and all the, you know, you, if you want to say the Ryan Murphy of it all, like the, the, all the, the phenomenons of drag race and everything start happening and the world starts to change, which is a beautiful thing. But you got to remember, there is a group of actors that are gay and had to be in the closet and are still young enough to be in careers. And then all of a sudden gay is okay. And it becomes a thing in the industry where it's like, now it's a huge thing and you're allowed to be out. Well then what do all of us do? There's a whole group of us that were like, Hey, Hey guys, you told us to be in the closet. And so we've been in the closet our whole lives. And now all of a sudden you're saying, Hey, it's okay to be gay. What are we supposed to do? How do we handle that? How do we navigate that? Do we have to have an actual coming out? Like, I don't, it's such a complex thing and there's so much to dive into in this, but it becomes such a horrible feeling of having to navigate how to do this. Well, I've told everyone I wasn't, now I tell everyone I am. And, you know, I think a lot of people, whether you're in the industry or not, or whether you're in entertainment or in the limelight or not, you have to navigate those things as well. Just because I'm doing it on a bigger scale doesn't mean that other people listening aren't having to do that as well. Cause I'm sure there's people listening that if you know are gay that have had girlfriends because that's what they were supposed to do. And then all of a sudden they come out and they have to go back and tell it. So everyone can hopefully relate to this feeling if you've been through something like that. But needless to say, that's, you know, it was a very depressing, very horrible 10 years of my life where you were having everything, but also living in misery and living in the dark on your in like internally but then on the outside you're standing in the spotlight and getting cameras you know taking pictures of you and you know being on red carpets but yet you were crying inside so the fact that we're here now 
hosting Pridecast on iHeart with my husband. It's a full journey. Yeah, and I imagine for you, baby, that like it's got to be such a weird, just like mind trip of you're in this space where you're getting praised for everything you're doing, but everything you're doing is hiding who you really are. So it's got to be such a hard thing to try to unpack and get past. It's the hardest thing ever, and no, and the problem is no one ever thinks about this group of actors that were told hey and and musicians and whoever that were in the industry and in the limelight no one was ever told no one ever thinks about them like hey what about the people that you told no to and then all of a sudden it was okay and you said yeah it's fine have you ever thought about how it must feel for them to have to like navigate what they want to do now and how they want to handle it because it's a really trippy thing because like you said james it is they're they're praising you for someone you're not so i give it the the equation of being in a kingdom right like you're a knight and you come back from war and you walk into the gates of the castle open and everyone's throwing roses at you and they're like clapping and trumpets are playing and they're celebrating you and you're living your your dream has come true you've won the war you're you know you've got the roles you're doing it all but then they just reach in and take away your sword and they're like okay you're you and we're gonna clap for you but you just you, you can't be you can't be you so it is a really trippy feeling. Yeah, I feel like that probably happened to a lot of people, not even in our industry, but people just in general. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people that I mean, we still have friends now that are a little older that can't even feel they can't even be out in the mm-hmm. workplace with just, you know, their their everyday nine to five job. So, again, I said this earlier ray and our gen z's and younger people we appreciate y'all so much because y'all have been the ones that have really helped push especially with like social media and everything of like here we are it's very we're we're here we're queer get used to it kind of thing right but it's like it's really happening and and it is opening doors and changing things for people and things like making the industry a lot more uh like and accepting of us and and our beautiful queer family and it, it it is a journey i mean for me I was performing in shows in Vegas and that was all part of my journey. I've, I've always been a performer as well, but I think for a lot of young queer kids performing is we find that's our outlet. It's our place where if we can't be ourselves, if we can't be our gay selves, we can be our loud selves. We can be our over the top selves. We can, we can, we can be ourselves in spandex and leotards and, yeah. and twirl around the stage. Yeah, of course. And so for me, but I remember being in Vegas and I get my first show, my very first show uh, on the Las Vegas strip and I'm on the billboards and it's so cool. And then the producer comes up to me on stage after rehearsal and goes, Hey, um, I need you to lose the earrings. I'm afraid that people might know that the lead of my show is gay. And it's like, Oh, oh man! Like, like, first of all, like, girl, how old school are you that you thought a, a earring was like? And second like, of all, signifying if someone was gay or not. Second of all, have you ever seen how hot James looks with earrings? Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, baby, am I like, hey, You make out a little bit every time and I then, put him in, saying I'm clinging to my youth. Stop, because he is clinging to his youth. <laughs> when he wears his earrings, he's clinging to his youth. However, also very hot. So when he puts them out, he knows I'm going to try to make out with him. <laughs> if, he, if he wants me to like kiss him or make out or you know get a little loving in, I'm always like, baby, put your earrings in. That is not the trick. It is absolutely the trick. I'm going to do this as soon as we're done filming and you're going to look at me like, why are you wearing those? (laughs) (laughs) No, so I mean, I I understand that experience, baby, and I'm sure there's so many people that understand whether it was in showbiz or whether it was a workplace or whether it was in their family of having that moment of, I've 
specific moments in my head where I remember people saying, don't be gay. You don't can't be, be gay. gay. Family members, uh, d- d- mm-hmm. producers, teachers. Like, it's crazy. And so to get to where we are now, it, it is a beautiful journey. And it is amazing that we are doing something here to shout out pride and how we should all mm-hmm. be proud and hopefully encourage more people to be more proud of themselves. I remember... Wait, my... but you were the first gay out Chippendale. I was. So that's something we need to not gloss over because it's really fun to say that I married the head of the Chippendales. <laughs> um, I mean, here's the funny, here's the but funny story. But here's the funny story that you couldn't write. Like, hey, if you're writing the book of life, Aaron Samuels marries the head Chippendale. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's like a gay match made in heaven. I love it. And also, if you don't it's know of this, Google Images... Google images of James Vaughn Chippendales because they're gorgeous. Just saying. <laughs> Baby. No, I'm so always but, mad at them. I'm like, why didn't I know you when you had that body? Because I was riddled with yes. insecurity. Yeah, That's, there you you go. really didn't want to know me and at that time. And now we just have our dad bods and we're happy and we we're love it. So happy. Uh, Wait, you guys are you guys are jumping ahead. You're talking like you just gave us a headline. Aaron Samuels marries a Chippendale, but how did you guys even meet? Because I'm assuming it's not. <laughs> oh, you want to hear show. how we met? Yes. Right. Well, yeah. Well, let me, let me. Well, that all kind of comes through the Chippendales thing is how we got there. So let me do go this wild back. little journey to get go you ahead. there. So through my whole process, this will be being, good. My, go through ahead. my whole process of being in Vegas and doing shows there and and having different moments of outness. Uh, I finally got to. Oh my gosh! So I was on Amazing Race, right? It's the TV show where teams race around. Baby, the world you don't need to, to explain to, the Amazing Race. Uh, for anybody, it's like me explaining Mean Girls to the gay audience. For anybody like, under thirty, it. we do, my love. And so I'm like, no, no, it's a race around the world where you try to get a million dollars. I'm not gonna spoil the end for you because some of y'all still be going back to Hulu and watching it and 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 thinking that we we're gonna win. So just go ahead and still root for us. But I was on there, and at the time. We actually, I think there was like our publicist for the show I was in put a clause in the contract to say like that they couldn't mention my sexuality in the show. And I was still so scared of it, even though I was out with all my my friends and, and my family and all that. I was still just so scared of like it being public knowledge that I wouldn't get booked in these you, shows. You'd lose, to, uh, right. Uh, right. You'll lose your job. Um, And so it was literally in there. And then I remember getting back and being like, this, this, is, this is not it. This is not, I can no longer let anybody restrict anything about what i'm doing and so i came back i talked to the publicist of chippendales michael caprio who to this day i am still indebted to thank you sir i know a lot of y'all listening know him he reps a lot of people um but we were like why don't we just instead do the first openly gay chippendale people always assume there was some gay guys in chippendales anyway because there always were so why don't we just let y'all know that we know that you know and so it used to be called the ultimate girls night out and so i just started saying i would be like yeah but you know what girl you can come too and it just became a thing and it stuck and it worked and then it just it was one of those things we were also scared of it and the minute we did it it just opened the doors and it was like look at everybody telling their truth and being honest and it brought in a whole different audience to the show it brought in a whole different experience to me as the performer because i no longer had to like hide behind this toxic masculinity thing i could just kind of be me and if i had a moment on stage and a wrist flipped or whatever and i showed more of myself great and everybody was loving it and they were in on it like and that actually led to me getting opportunities in the TV hosting world of doing stuff because I was finally being myself. This is your lesson, y'all. Be yourself. You start good stuff. And so I was hosting different shows. I ended up hosting a show called OK TV, which turned into Celebrity Page TV. The first season of Celebrity Page TV, 
I am asked to go into work early because the producer of this segment for this show, Halloween Wars, wants me to come in and do the interview because the guy that played Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls is the host of the show and I'll be interviewing him. And so I tried to get out of it because I was like, I don't it's, I, listen. My movie was Jawbreaker. It was not Mean Girls. So I was like, I don't really know that one. Let somebody else have it. And um, I'll just come in afterwards and not have to come to work early. Back in the day, I hosted a show on Food Network called Halloween Wars, and we were doing press for it. And they gave what, what my last stop on the press tour that morning. I just done Access Hollywood, and they're like, "Okay, you're going to go to the Grove, and you're going to interview with this guy, um, and you're going to do a pumpkin carving." I'm like, "Okay, great, sure." So we show up at the Grove. I'm, I'm with my guy. I'm with my publicist. We're in like a black town car because we're like super fancy, and we're like, "I'm an I'm the host of the show. You guys need to send a town car." And so they send a town car, and I'm all fancy, and we get to the Grove, and I'm walking in, and I have to. We're trying to find where we're supposed to go, and lo and behold, it's right in the middle of the Grove, which if you don't know, the Grove is a shopping mall, an outdoor shopping mall in L.A. It's where everyone goes. It's the place I say, never go on a, on a first date because you will run into your ex. It's just it's just one of those places. And so it's where our show yeah. used and to film. And so that's where they used to film outdoors right in the middle of the mall. Very classy. And so we're I'm walking, and I look over, and I see this hunk of a man that literally looks like the Greek god sculpted the most beautiful human being I'd ever seen. And he was standing there, like going over some papers while they were setting up lights. And I turned to my publicist and I go, who is that? And he goes, that's the host of the show. And I go, what's his name? What's his name? Look it up. <laughs> and so we start looking. I, I'm looking through the email to try to find his name. He goes, it's James with a Y. I go, that's silly. And then I go, look at his Instagram. So we go to his Instagram. And when I look at his Instagram, it says LGBTQIA+. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's gay. I have to go fix my hair. And I run to the bathroom to fix my hair. No joke. And my publicist is like, you were going to go on national television without looking in the mirror. But because the host is hot, you have to fix your hair. And I'm like, obviously. <laughs> so Jonathan shows up on my set. I'm still at this point, I think, trying to get out of doing the interview, actually, because I want to go get some food. And he shows up and I'm like, wow, this dude is a lot of well, energy. Well, first of all, you told your you first of all, he shows up with his assistant, oh. which is not his assistant. Well, first of all, mister, I had to have a town car. First of all, how exhausting. Um, so I was because my show did not do bougie things like that for me. Right. Um, my best friend and I, Reeves, we lived together at the time. And so it was always, it became a joke. Like, who is James trying to get out of interviewing now? Because like these pre-taped interviews always am I going in early. So she's like, who is this one? Who are you trying to get out of interviewing? And I'm like, I don't know, Jonathan Bennett. And she goes, Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you have to do this. And she was actually the deciding factor of me not bailing on this interview and having someone else uh, from the show do it. Because she was like, I have to get a video for Instagram of me asking him what day it is. Now, at the time, I hadn't seen the movie, so that didn't make October any sense 3rd. to me. She wanted an October 3rd I get it video. now, my love. So I was like, fine, you can come, but you have to be my assistant all day if you want the luxury of getting your Instagram video. And if you know my best friend, Reeves, that's a lot to ask her to be somebody's assistant for the day. And she was like, fine, whatever, I'll do it. So I walk out of the bathroom, and I look at his producer, and I go, am I about to meet my future husband? Her name was Jade, and I and she goes, I think so. So we walk out, and then as I'm walking there- Which, how ironic is that statement, by the way? Like, we're married now. How weird is that? And so I say, when I, when I get there, he goes, oh, my assistant would like to go get you coffee. And then I get pissed, because I'm like, your assistant? And I literally turn to my publicist, and I go, 
I have 16 shows on Food Network. Cake Wars, Halloween Wars, Cupcake Wars, Cupcake Wars Kids, Cupcake Wars Champion, Cupcake Cage Match, Christmas Wars, Holiday Wars. I, I have every show on the network and I don't have an assistant. He, This guy's shooting at the Grove and he gets an assistant? Like, I was so upset. <laughs> but not really, but just funny upset. And then... I walk over to him. I see him, and we're both thirteen. Well, first of all, he fell in love with me right away. As soon no, as he baby, saw me. no, 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 yes, no, no. As soon as he I, saw me, you fall no, in love. It was love at first sight for John. It was love at first sight. It for was me. love was, at first contact for me. Yes, I was already this. in love with him from the moment I saw him. I was like, "Yep, that's the man I'm going to marry." And I was like, "This guy is a lot. He will not stop talking. This is my show. Can we just get him in place? Get him mic'd up, and let's get started." And right before it happened, we realized we have a mutual friend in common that every single gay person knows. And has in common, which is Lance Bass. Because the gays, we all are friends with Lance because he's our leader. Lance, if you're listening, (laughs) you are our leader. You will always be our president of the gays. We love you. So he's definitely president of We Over. He's president of everything. So he's like, okay. um, So, so yeah. So we realized we have this person. I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh. I had just been Snapchatting with him and his husband. And I was like, we have to send them a Snapchat. I was literally just talking to them. How have you and I never met if we're both friends with them? So we go, and it's literally like out of a movie y'all they are counting down in my ear okay we're going in 10 9 8 i pull the camera out we go to take the picture to snapchat over to him jonathan leans into me and his shoulder hits my shoulder and it's like and it was like i'm not even kidding you it it was like butterflies it was like fireworks diarrhea it was everything all at once and then they're like three two and I'm like, ah, yep. now you can't stun me. I, I, I've interviewed everybody. You can't stun me. But this was starting in front of an audience was, at the Grove. And Jonathan, I think, had to start the interview for yeah, because me. because he, he couldn't even talk. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, hey, I'm James Vaughn. Welcome to Celebrity Page TV. I'm I'm here with Jonathan Bennett from Food Network's Halloween Wars. And, and the entire interview was, was, was that. It was a mess. It was a disaster. We were talking over yep. each other. We were, we were stepping on each other's sentences. It was We were flirting the entire time because it was crazy. I think on camera, I told him, I was like, will you just make out with me already? And... Like, I knew it was taped and they were going to edit it out, but I didn't care. I was like, will you make out with me? Like, I knew what I wanted. I was going for it. And they ended up editing it out. But, like, in that moment, we were both such a mess. And then when it was over, I looked at him and I was like, can I get your phone number? And he goes, you better. And so (laughs) I got his phone number. And then I go, okay, I got in the car. We're driving home. My publicist goes, don't call him for three days. You came on way too strong. I'm like, I got you, fam. I'm not going to call him for three days, please. What do you think I am? Desperate. And we get to the house. As soon as he drops me off, I call him. And I would and I was like, is it weird if I wanted to come back and kiss you right now? He goes, no. I said, good, because I'm already driving. I had jumped in the car, was driving back to the Grove. I walk up. I'm I see him standing at the farmer's market. We walk up, I just, I look right at him and I say, we should just kiss and see if this is what we think it is. Because if it is, then this is it, that we found our person. So we kiss right there in the farmer's market parking lot. And it's literally like out of a movie. It's like the notebook. Like all of a sudden doves start flying out of nowhere. It starts (laughs) pouring down rain. Ryan Gosling comes by in a canoe. There's like ducks. It's like fireworks. It's like this whole moment where it's just magical. And then we were like, all right, dinner tonight. Yep. And 
the rest is history. Yeah, it was very, it was very much that feeling of when he had first rubbed against me at the start. Like I, there was nothing prior to that. I, I didn't. Jonathan wasn't really like the type I was after at the time, and so I was like, didn't think he was going to be it. But it, that was like crazy, insane fireworks. And then the kiss was that times a hundred, yep. and we literally just knew we're like, oh wow, we're like cool. Let's go to dinner. Dinner actually was Jonathan showing up at my place with two hoodies. Walk me down to the beach. You could not have picked a more ideal date for me to just go to the beach and talk and do nothing. And that's what it was. And that's history because here we are, married, hosting podcast, proud as hell to be gay as can be. That was really sweet. That was really sweet. And you guys just got married, right? Like it was real. Yeah, like a month ago. A month ago, we got married (laughs) at Unico Resort in Mexico with about 100 of our closest friends. And it was... A wedding for the ages. It was absolutely the most beautiful week of our lives. We got to be surrounded by all of our friends and family for like a whole five days where everyone just got to get to know each other. And we brought our families together, our groups of friends together. Everyone connected and and just literally did what we wanted, which was created one huge, massive family. And we did a whole bunch of things in our wedding that were new traditions that we'll get into at, an, at another episode. But it was just such a wonderful moment to to bring our families together and leave as one giant family. And now all of our groups of friends that didn't know each other are all calling each other and hanging out. So we literally became one giant family. So Yeah, we call everybody our chosen family. And that's what this podcast is and all about, too. So it's really cool to see our chosen family growing and bonding and loving with each other. And it's really it's really just like our chosen family expanding. It's a beautiful thing. And if you're listening to podcast right now, you congratulations and welcome. You are now part of our chosen family. We want this podcast to be a celebration of our chosen family. And that means everyone in the LGBTQIA plus community, no matter how you identify, no matter if you're if you're out, if you're not out, if you're thinking about coming out, if you're thinking about that you that you might want to be part of the community, whatever that journey is for you, you're welcome here and you're part of our family and there is a place for you at our table. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating 
Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. So we were just talking about chosen family and I love that. So speaking of chosen family, tell us a little bit about like some of the family that you're going to have on this podcast. Oh my gosh. We have so many amazing LGBTQIA plus people that are going to be joining us on this to not only share their journeys, but share their experiences and, and, and celebrate what it is to be proud of who you are. We, we have some comedians, some actors. Let's just say this. I've called in some favors of some of my closest. Well, let's let's just be honest. You just call your famous friends that are gay and are like, hey, will you do my podcast? And I'm pretty much I've convinced most of them to do it. So we're going to have an amazing group of people on here. Yeah. And it's also going to be a space for maybe people you don't necessarily know of that are doing inspiring things that we want you to hear their story of pride because it'll help give you more pride. And if there's people that y'all listening would love to have us have on the show, let us know because we we want to bring on those stories that make y'all feel proud to be a part of this community. And something we're going to be doing each week that we're so excited about is we are going to be shining our big gay spotlight on members of the LGBTQIA plus community that we think are doing great things. People you might not know about or maybe there are people you know, but each week we're going to feature someone in our big gay spotlight. James, you have someone for this week's spotlight, don't you? Because I haven't shut up about this walking around the house all week because I'm so excited and so proud. So yes, please give me a minute to brag on one of my friends, L. Morgan Lee, who is currently starring in her Broadway debut as a female lead in A Strange Loop on Broadway. Yes, it's the show everybody's talking about, but I got to take you way back. So before I was in Vegas, I was performing at theme parks. My very first job as a professional singer was at Paramount's King's Dominion in Virginia. And one of the other performers there was L. Morgan Lee. This is this is way back. We were kids, y'all. And you know those people in your life, I'm sure you have them too, baby, where there's that person that first made you start to go, oh, wow, I can be proud of Leah Delaria. And oh, wow, there is power in being proud of who I am. I was not out yet, but baby Miss L. Morgan Lee was living her life, living her truth, and fill in rooms with this infectious laughter and this amazing talent that made me start to just, I think, dig deeper into myself and learn more about myself and and figure out how to be proud of myself. And fast forward, this is somebody that I have always thought was the most dynamic thing on stage and such an amazing performer and was always like, when is it going to happen for her? When is it going to happen? Because it should. And bam, she's she's now starring in a strange loop. And it's so cool. I see all these people writing reviews on how amazing she is to be this fierce black trans woman who is playing a female lead on Broadway in her breakout role and getting rave, rave, rave reviews. I want to cry every time I see them. I'm so proud of her. Look her up. What's the Go show? see her. A Strange Loop on Broadway. Get there. I hear she's getting standing ovations in the middle of the show almost every song. I mean, and this is a person that I have known was that and a person that inspired me. So to know that she is inspiring so many other people now, L. Morgan Lee, baby, you deserve all of this spotlight. So, so proud of you. And so we just shined our big gay spotlight on L. Morgan Lee. Yeah, baby. I wish we had like a thing, like we salute you, but 
We don't really salute you. We just shine our light. I wish on it you. was her singing a high note because she yeah. has a beautiful voice. So <laughs> we 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 shine we shine our light on you, El Morgan Lee. Thank you for all that you do for the community and for all the lives that you're changing, doing what you're doing. Yeah. Are you crying? No, I just got. I'm getting. He got like, emotional. James just got like, emotional. This, he's sitting here. This is a he's shaking and he's crying. I'm just real, I'm real proud because this this person helped me learn to be proud of myself. And so I'm just really proud of her. This Speaking is- of other fun segments on the show, great transition. Pridecast is also going to have is different segments on our show that teach us about LGBTQ plus history. Because in order for us to celebrate who we are right now and in order for us to celebrate where we're going, we have to truly know our history to be proud of how far we've come. So... This week in gay history, we're going to cover something really special. James, do you want to talk about this? Because it's really cool. All right. For this first one, we are going way back. This actually dates back to 2400 BC and what is believed to be the very first same-sex couple in recorded history. So this week in 1964, in the ancient necropolis of Saqqara, Egypt, Egyptian archaeologist Ahmed Musa discovered the burial chambers of Hunom Hotep and Niak Hunom, who were servants and royal confidants at the palace of King Neosera during the fifth dynasty of Egyptian pharaohs. So at the entrance to their joint tomb, in one scene, the couple is seated on a banquet table that's usually reserved for married couples. That scene, along with some of the hieroglyphics that were used, well, the conclusion is that it's why they believe they were indeed a couple. Also, according to the hieroglyphics, they were ancient Egyptian royal servants. They were supervisors of the manicurist to the king. And according to ancient Egyptian customs, the purpose of bearing couples together was so that they could accompany each other in the afterlife. Now, I got to say a very special thank you to Bishoy Aziz for working with me to help me learn the pronunciations so I could correctly say them for this history lesson. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate and that you. has been This Week in Gay History. But that's pretty cool, right? The first I love it. same-sex couple in recorded history. I mean, and of course, it was the manicurist. He's like, um, I'm going to make sure that your nails are right before you go out to these fancy palace balls. Okay, honey, we're going to make sure the nails are on point. Now, because this is Pridecast and it's all about pride, we want to know, James, what does pride mean to you? Oh, what does pride mean to you? This is something we're going to ask all of our guests. We're going to ask all of our guests on. the same questions. To me, honestly, it really is just about finding who you are, which I think is always a journey. You continually find out who you are and learning to love every piece of who you are and learning to do it loudly to say, this is me, this is who I am, and know that by saying this is me and this is who I am, you are inevitably going to inspire other people to find that in themselves. So it's a continuous cycle that just keeps making the pride grow and grow and grow. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, now you're supposed to say, what does pride mean to me? Oh, <laughs> I was looking for approval to my answer. Well, baby, what does pride mean to you? Pride to me means being unapologetically yourself, plain and simple. What's your favorite thing about being queer, James? Oh, man. Or what's the best part about being queer in your eyes? Is that, I say it's a superpower. It's a superpower because you get to be your authentic self. And when you get that power to be your authentic self in your queerness, it also opens up the power to be your authentic self in every other facet of your life. To be able to say, this is me. This is who I am. And just live loudly and boldly. What about you, baby? What's your favorite part about being queer? 
the best thing about being queer is marrying you. Because ah. if I was straight, this marriage probably wouldn't have worked out so well. <laughs> so I think the best part about being gay is the fact that I got to find the love of my life and find my person and marry them and spend the rest of my life with them. I will a thousand percent agree with you on that too, baby. All right, so that wraps up the first episode of Pridecast here on iHeartRadio with Jonathan Bennett. And, of course, joining me was my lovely husband, James Vaughn. We're going to be joining you each week with a different guest talking about all the things that are gay, LGBTQIA+, and all the celebrations that are our community. So make sure you follow us on Instagram and everywhere else you follow. Hey, subscribe to this podcast so you know when a new one drops. I just said drops. I'm one of those people now. We're dropping a new one each week. And until then, every moment of every single day, be proud of who you are. And remember, you're never too much and you're always enough. Hello, my name is Gerald Garth, and I am the Vice President of Programs and Initiatives with Christopher Street West's L.A. Pride. I would like to warmly welcome you to Pridecast, a very special new podcast produced by iHeartMedia Los Angeles in partnership with L.A. Pride. L.A. Pride is a 501c3 nonprofit that is rich in LGBTQ history. On June 28, 1970, we organized the world's first permitted parade advocating for gay rights, commemorating the Stonewall Rebellion. Over 50 years later, we are continuing to pave the way and uplift our vibrant community. You'll hear more about us and our dynamic programming for 2022, which includes our Pride in the Park, headlined by Christina Aguilera on Saturday, June 11th. The return of our legendary parade to Hollywood on Sunday, June 12th. And one of our newest programs, Pride Makes a Difference. Stay tuned for more and welcome to Pridecast. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.